0: Good morning, and welcome to Bankery Christian Fellowship Church. My name is Duncan, I serve as pastor here, and it's my delight to welcome you here on Easter Sunday. There is a a, a tradition among Christians, particularly on Easter Sunday, that if someone greets you by saying, Christ is risen, you reply by saying, He is risen indeed. And I wondered if we could maybe give that a shot here this morning, because I'm delighted to be the guy on Easter Sunday who gets to remind you that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. What wonderful news that is. And it's because of that good news that actually my welcome to you this morning is more than just nice words, more than just something to make you feel comfortable. It's a genuine welcome. But because Christ is risen, we can say that for all who are tired and weary… For all who are fearful and anxious, for all who are full of sin, for all who are lonely, for all who feel they are without hope, this church opens its doors and its arms to you and says, welcome in the name of the risen Lord Jesus Christ. And that same risen Lord Jesus has promised to meet with us here when we gather like this.
1: Okay. And to help us do that, I'm going to ask Sophie to come and read a bit of the Bible for us from Luke, uh, the book that we've been looking at through this week. Um, Luke chapter 24, verses 36 to 48. Sophie.
2: While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet, it is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet, and while they still did not believe it, because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence.
1: Thank you. And, and this is the, the text for our, our final mission, really, as secret agents. We have been discovering true things about Jesus all this week, looking at the book of, of Luke in the Bible, a book written by a man who was interested in facts, interested that we would know the truth. Now, boys and girls, there is an important error that we want to avoid when we are secret agents. When we are when we are investigating things, when we want to find out the truth, it's important that we don't make up our mind about something before we've looked at the evidence. We need to let the evidence change our mind. Let me give you an example. What if one of the boys or girls came to me during the week and they were convinced, absolutely convinced that they were Mr. Incredible. You know Mr. Incredible? Mr. Incredible, what does he look like? What does he look like? He's He's, he wears this red outfit. He's got a cape, I think. He's big and muscly, isn't that right? He's really strong. Now, what if one of the children during the week was convinced that they were him? Not just pretend, but actually him. Now, I might try some things to, to change their mind, right? I might say, well, how are you dressed? And if they weren't dressed in a Mr. Incredible outfit, I might think, well, maybe, maybe you're not Mr. Incredible. I might give them a mirror and say, stand in front of that mirror, are you big and muscly? And they might say, well, okay, maybe not. But they're still not convinced. They still think they're Mr. Incredible. So I would reason with them, well, if you were Mr. Incredible, you could, you could lift a car over your head. So I'd send them out into the car park to lift the car, and they couldn't do it. And then they might say, oh wow, I can't do it. I'm wrong. Mr. Incredible mustn't wear red and he mustn't be able to lift cars over his head. You see, they were so convinced that they were Mr. Incredible that when they were faced with the evidence of all the things they couldn't do and all the things they weren't, they still believed they were Mr. Incredible. Now, that is an error. We need to let the evidence change the way we think. They should have come to their senses and realized, actually, maybe I'm not Mr. Incredible after all. Now, when it comes to knowing the truth about Jesus. Some of us make our minds up before we even look at the evidence and that's an error. We need to let the evidence change us. And the verses that Sophie showed us are read for us show us how the evidence changed some people. It changed their minds and it changed their attitudes. And these people were, were followers of Jesus. We found them, they were, they were afraid in a room on their own, gathered together. Jesus, their leader, their hero, had died. He was gone. They didn't know what to do. But they'd been told that actually his tomb was empty. His body was gone. And they, they were really confused. They didn't know what to do. They were scared. But they knew one thing. Dead people don't come back to life, do they? But just then, as they were afraid in that room, Jesus appeared. He came into that room and he showed himself to them. And because they were afraid you know what they thought? Well, we read it. They thought, "I can't be Jesus, surely. It must be a ghost." They were afraid even with Jesus standing in front of them, they still didn't quite believe it. They thought, how can this be? must be a ghost. What does Jesus do? Well, Jesus saw that they were full of doubt and fear, and he said something incredible to them. He said, come here. Touch and see that I am not dead, that I am not a ghost. I'm really here. And the disciples, they changed from being afraid to then being amazed. It says, initially they were were afraid, and then it tells us they disbelieved for joy and amazement. They still couldn't quite work it out, but they had seen Jesus, they touched Jesus, and their minds were racing. They were trying to figure out how this could be possible. Because if Jesus had really come back from the dead, he was somebody unlike anybody else. He was not just a good man. He wasn't just somebody that was a teacher, somebody that was showing them how to be good. Jesus, if he can come back from the dead, is God. And here he was standing in front of them, and they touched and they saw, but their minds couldn't quite catch up with what they were seeing. They couldn't believe their eyes and so Jesus gives them even more evidence and he says well have you got anything to eat and they had a piece of broiled fish they had a piece of fish there and Jesus he eats this fish in front of them and they see that Jesus is there in the flesh in front of them he is alive just like you and I are alive this morning even more so in fact and then he speaks to them So they changed from being afraid to being amazed and still a bit confused. Their minds were racing. They couldn't get their heads around what was going on. But Jesus, He speaks to them, and the Bible tells us that He opened their minds so that they could understand everything that was written about Him in the Bible. It's like the song that we just sang. He opened the Bible to them to show them that this is exactly the kind of thing they should have been expecting. It was written down for them that that we are people who are sinful. We run away from God and we need a rescuer. And Jesus is that rescuer. Jesus came as God in human flesh to rescue sinful people like you and me. And he had to suffer. Because the sin that we commit, the bad things, the things that we think and say and do to make ourselves more important than God, they must be punished. But Jesus would rescue us by taking that punishment himself. That's what the Bible story is all about. And Jesus opened their minds so that they would understand that Jesus had to suffer and to die and on the third day rise again proving that he is god that he is the rescuer that he is the one who offers forgiveness for all of us if we come to him and so they had their minds opened no longer were they fearful and confused they saw clearly who jesus was and then you see he tells them that part of this story now includes them that if they trust in Him when they see who He is, that He is truly alive, that actually He has something for them to say. That this message of forgiveness would be preached to the whole world. Message of forgiveness for sins would be preached to the whole world. And these fearful men would be His witnesses. That's what it tells us. They would be His witnesses. And you know, you and I here this morning, the churches that are gathering across this country and across the world, we're evidence. We are evidence that Jesus is alive. Because those very first witnesses that Jesus appeared to, they went out. And remember, they were afraid But they went out because something else incredible happens. We, as a church, we've been looking at the book of Acts. And that's kind of the sequel to Luke. It's what happens next. After Jesus rose again and went back to heaven, He sent the Holy Spirit to the people that believed in Him, that would be His witnesses. And the Holy Spirit transformed these terrified people into bold people, people that were able to speak about him and all of the things that he had done and said. He transformed them, and they told people, and those people believed the message of salvation, that if they called on the name of Jesus, they would be saved, no matter what they had done. That message spread, and it spread, and the church grew and grew, and now we have today churches all around the world. People beyond number, actually, that have believed in the message of salvation, that Jesus was a real man, also really God, that He came to rescue us, that He died on the cross to save us from our sins, that He rose again on the third day, and He is alive today. That is an incredible message to believe But the evidence is there. The evidence is there because Jesus showed himself to these first fearful individuals and he transformed them. And those individuals spread that message around the world. Now, I don't know what you think of that message this morning. I don't know what you make of Jesus. But each of us have to confront the evidence. We don't want to fall into the mistake of making up our mind before we have come to the evidence. And one of the best pieces of evidence we have available is the Bible. It's why we we use it so much in the Holiday Bible Club. It's why we speak from it week after week, day after day in church. The Bible is a source of such incredible evidence for us to know the truth about who Jesus is, that he died and he rose again. And if he rose again, it changes absolutely everything. So, I challenge you, perhaps today, perhaps this week, if you haven't looked at the evidence before, why not pick up a Bible? There's plenty here in the church. If you want one, we've got some. And we also have some other little tracts and booklets. If you want to find out more about that first Easter and about the things that Jesus claimed to be, what He did And the truth that he is alive now. Well, there's things there for you to to look at. And if you want to have a conversation or ask questions, please do so. Myself or Duncan or anybody who's been on the team would love to to chat to you about these things. The wonderful thing about Christianity and, and the message that we have here is Jesus doesn't shoot down people who have questions and doubts. Those first individuals, when they were trying to wrap their heads around the massive events of that first Easter, Jesus doesn't tell them to be quiet, close their eyes, and believe. He says, come, touch and see. He invites us in. He invites us close to Him so that we might know Him. We might know Him as a true human, as a true God, and as the one who came to rescue us from our sins. So, that's, that's, that's really all I want to say to you this morning. But if you have any more questions, if you have any more things that you want to, to ask or have conversation about with us later, please do, please do.
0: And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. May he give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us. Do stay for tea and coffee. And if you're able, stay for lunch as well. We'd love to share that time with you and have a very happy Easter. And God bless.